day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. We've made it to episode 50. Um, I can't believe that we're honestly to this point. Um, and we're covering 208, which is clean cut. One of our favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we're back because we wanted to talk about this episode in honor of Jackson West, uh, the Jackson West rewatch this past weekend uh, to celebrate Titus's birthday um, and, you know, kind of kick off the summer. So Again, there's not really any news to share um, besides for Eric and Rosalind are still releasing new episodes of their podcast. So uh, go ahead and check that out if you haven't already. Um, But otherwise, we can just dive right into 208. Like, why not? There's quite a bit to cover. So Mm -hmm. Um, we will start off with Nolan in the crime scene because he had the first kind of little bit. so Henry calls and, you know, asks no one what he's doing for his birthday the following day. And no one, or yeah, no one's like, oh, I'm just tiling the bathroom. No, you know, no big deal. And he says, you know, when you're the oldest rookie, you don't want anyone to know that you're the older, older rookie. And Henry, you know, just says like, you just broke up with Jessica and you don't want to tell anyone that it's your birthday. Like, that's kind of odd. And John's just like, it's fine by me. Like, you know in fact he tells henry to not even tell jackson and lucy about it so gray then calls and no one's like no one has to meet him at a law office uniform and all so john is there to get john is there on his day off and you know he gets excited to like start on his special assignment um and gray's like oh it's not a special assignment this is a mandatory callback john is once again a meme and it's just like oh yeah well I've renamed that in my head. Um, also, like the amount of times that John Nolan was a meme in this episode was pretty, pretty great. I mean, he's always a meme, but like, I don't know, his facial expressions were like top notch this episode. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like prime John Nolan content. Yeah. All the way. Yeah. I mean, this episode, just like prime John Nolan meme content, Jackson West content, and Chunford content like it's literally such an iconic episode um so then you know gray like starts briefing him on the scene and you know says that there's one suspect uh for now one security guard and he's in the wind so he tells john he's just like all you have to do is just sit here like don't do anything else but sit here and guard the scene and he says, you know, if any detectives come back, like have them sign in and dispatch will call him, you know, as soon as detectives say that he can release the scene. So Nolan's just like, oh, when will that be? And Gray turns around and he's like, I don't know, maybe an hour or two. The day drags on or the night. Um, and he's like playing on his phone, just sitting there and he gets a text. So, you know, he sits up thinking like maybe it's the detectives, but it's Henry texting him happy birthday um so we go back like later in the episode we see nolan and he's playing video games on his phone or just like the phone games i don't know i mean do we think that he like plays candy crush or words with friends or something like i don't know (laughs) i don't even know if he would know what those are to be honest i feel like jackson and lucy probably got him hooked on one like one like really addictive one yeah maybe so um but then he gets the 10 percent battery left warning um 
and you know again he's just a meme and all of us when that happens like let's be real so then grace calls and you know she almost seems caught off guard when he answers and he asks her how her day is going and she shares that you know she just pulled four legos out of a kid's nose um and so there's some flirty banter between the two and honestly it just made me miss dr grace even more so then you know she gets a page and she has to go but she wanted to wish no one a happy birthday and he's like you remembered it and she's just again caught off guard saying oh yeah i got a facebook alert and no one's like my birthday is on facebook so she's all awkward and she's like yeah i really gotta go um and after they hang up his phone dies so that's (laughs) fun yeah so then he hears someone entering like the office floor and he goes to tell them that it's a crime scene but it's elroy the crime scene cleaner um which i feel like this episode came full circle because this is the episode where they first like met but then the season four finale like elroy came back Mm -hmm. and they kind of had like similar things happen i mean they weren't cleaning up a crime scene but like you know Mm -hmm. they were involved in a crime together or in a shootout together so no one's like yeah the crime scene hasn't been processed yet um or it has been processed but it hasn't been released yet um and he can have someone call elroy when they're ready and elroy's like well i'll wait like 90 percent of the job is planning anyway um and i feel like i don't know at this point when i was first watching it i was like okay he's odd he's got he's got to be up to something right like i don't know i just kind of had like an off vibe about him um and he enters the crime scene with this cleaning car and you know he just shares that like if you go in with the wrong chemicals you can make a hundred things you can make things a hundred times worse because of the bot the mix of body fluids and fabrics um and even the ambient humidity all like makes a difference so you know he shares that every job requires a slightly different set of tools and the ever so inquisitive john nolan asks how one gets into bioremediation and elroy's just like oh you know i just always like setting things right when i walk into a tragedy everything is as it should be um and so then elroy like pulls out a paper bag and he's like you want a half a sandwich um and it's like that happens just as they looked at a huge blood stain on the ground and i'm just like why like i couldn't do that yeah i couldn't stomach that so then elroy is inspecting the crime scene and john's just like watching him intently and you know no one's curious if he's coming up with a plan of action and you know deciding what to claim first but Elroy's like oh I'm just grading the forensic team's work um you know and he says that it looks like Tip Johnson's guy's work and you know he's giving them a B plus basically and John's just like it's amazing how you can tell that and Elroy points out that they swatched for DNA but left prints which is the correct way to do it um and John is just like he he commends Elroy on knowing the habits of the FSU teams um and because Elroy mentions another team and how they do their work. Um, so then, you know, Elroy remains humble and says most of them, like, you know, I've worked with most of them and, you know, we know each other a while. So then Elroy points out that there's fingerprint powder left, um, which means that someone was trying to hold the door shut while someone else is trying to push their way in. 
Um, and Elroy then mentions like if the blood drops are circular, then that means that the victim was standing still. Um, and John's kind of just like in disbelief, but you know, Elroy then says, like, oh, the faster they move, the more elongated the drops are. So the narrow part of the drop will indicate the direction that the person ran. So Elroy kind of starts like solving the crime scene, um, saying that it started like with where where they were just standing. Um and, you know, they follow the path of blood to the mess of books on the ground, uh, also where the big blood stain is. And so John points out, you know, that it looks like, oh, they could have dragged him down, um, but maybe he grabbed a hold of the bookshelf and pulled it down, like, you know, to kind of help him or something. So then John also notices that there's a $20,000 bottle of tequila sitting on the mantle. And he's like, um, it's worth more than all the low rent furniture in this place. So you know that's kind of odd so then john shares that like when he worked in construction he never drove a nice truck to a bid because it would make the client think that you were charging them too much um and no one just points out the question that like maybe the victim is trying to hide his money so elroy like adds this little bit that i'm like curious to go and look up now but he says that you know tequila will get grass stains out of white jeans which i don't really know how that like made any sense into what Nolan was like deducing but it was like okay I mean I feel like it was just I don't know like he just seems like the kind of person to just like interject yeah so like random little facts yeah yeah um and then Elroy also notices that there's blood on the windows overlooking the city uh which I didn't even notice on the first watch um and you know he says like there's not much blood on the desktop so they think that there was something on the desk um and then they see nail holes in there so they're kind of coming to the conclusion that um the victim was on the desk they tortured the victim and then like there are two reasons that someone would do that either you hate their guts or you want to tell them something so then elroy shares like or it's a sex thing and john's like I'm very uncomfortable to which I have to say welcome to our world John Nolan when we hear you talking about lingerie and sexy things sexy time things with your girlfriends and we all have to witness that like yeah we're uncomfortable I feel like the soundbite of John Nolan saying I'm very uncomfortable should just be like on loop for something (laughs) yeah Maybe we can figure something out and make that happen. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we definitely could. Um, so then John is asking Elroy more about like his cleaning car and you know asking what everything does, and he finds out that something cleans up the three Bs, which is blood, bile, and barf. Okay, um, and Elroy even shares that it's that there's something like that's a proprietary blend from Japan, and it's the only thing that will. Uh, get brains out of a jute rug and he has to sneak it out through guam because it's pretty much straight up cancer okay so basically just don't mess with elroy's cleaning cart because he's got some pretty nuclear stuff right there so then elroy you know just asks john if he has any guesses as to when they'll release the scene john's like no idea and i have a birthday to salvage and he has a job to do um 
so like john calls out to dispatch and you know then nell says homicides all back up and elroy gets all excited and motions for the radio because he wants to talk to nell so nellroy is chatting and john's like looking around and notices that there's blood outside of the warranted area so you know they go to this unfinished part of the building nell is alerting homicide and forensics and no one's like tell gray that you know we found the security guard that they thought was in on it as well um so then nolan tells elroy that homicide is sending another forensics team so it'll be a while before the scene is cleared and that elroy should just go home and he can go back go back there later um so then elroy like kind of changes this he changes the subject and, he, and he's like asking about nell and what she's like and and then he's like, oh, I never met her in person, but I just want to know if she's pretty. Um, and John's like, well, you know, we can go down to the station and, you know, I can help you meet her in person. And Elroy gets all shy and he's like, no, I couldn't. Like, you know, he's he's so like cute about it, too. Um, so then like Elroy gives Nolan a birthday Twinkie a little bit later with a candle in it. Um, and Elroy shares that he missed a birthday his sisters her last um actually and uh he shares that she had killed herself at her parents house so then john just by the expression on elroy's face john kind of puts it together that that was his first crime scene um and elroy said he that he put everything the way that it was and nothing has been right since which i kind of like that quote because i'm like no that's that's very true like you can put everything back just the way it was but like it's still not going to be right no matter what it is um so then like after telling john about that he's like oh you know i do think that i'm going to take off um and you know he asks john to give him a heads up when they clear the scene uh but as john walks away he notices a loose wall vent and how the screw has been practically pulled out of the wall so john's like well what if the bookcase wasn't brought down in a struggle but they moved it so that they could look inside of the vent um and elroy you know it's just like well you know if if cash was hidden in the office it could have been kept there um and they tortured him to find it but it wasn't hidden in the vent so you know because it was coated in dust so elroy then like looks over and he's like um i don't think they found it because they're back so the suspects start to shoot out uh, with Nolan and Elroy getting behind the desk. Um, John goes to like radio, but the radio has static. So it's kind of like two on two, but really like two on one with the guns. Um, and so John and Elroy go into like the raw unfinished space and go to like block the door with a like construction metal container or whatever. Um, and you know john asks for elroy for his phone i had totally forgotten that this moment had happened until the rewatch but elroy's like i don't have a phone i have a pager and john's just like what <laughs> yeah. what do you mean you don't have a phone like you know oh my so God, one time totally. nolan is like ahead of everything yeah <laughs> elroy's not and i'm just like elroy like it's 2019 get a phone <laughs> um so then john like pulls the fire alarm and you know says that they have to find a place to hide until the cavalry comes um and the suspects are trying to get on so john you know tells elroy to stay behind a pillar and elroy who is scared i mean who wouldn't be but like 
Elroy has been in situations before and he like comes out stronger from it. So he's just like questioning if he should stay by himself. And John's just like, here. And he gives him a pipe. And Elroy's like, yeah, fighting with a pipe. Like, it's totally going to be fine in a gunfight. So then um, the gunmen are checking behind the pillars, trying to find, you know, the other two. And John and one of the gunmen are like, I don't know. The best way that I could describe it is like they're playing chicken. Like, you know, one's going one way, the other's going the opposite way. Um, And then John just like hits the one guy in the back of the head with the brick. So then Elroy, sweet little Elroy, gets nervous, starts like screaming and throws his pipe. And it does nothing, of course. So he's just like, okay, well, I'm just kind of screwed here so then john ends up taking both of the gunmen down and you know when uh john and elroy come back together you know elroy's like well i'm glad that i can clean stains out of trousers oh elroy you sweet sweet human (laughs) so then john and elroy are like walking through the parking lot at the end of the uh episode and Nell is at the food truck, so no one's like, "Oh, this is a great opportunity to introduce Nellroy to each other." Um, and Elroy's just like, "I'd rather face off against another shotgun." Which, I mean, I don't know. He had to have been really nervous for him to say something like that. Um, but Nell is so excited to meet him. She even gives him a big hug. And Nolan leaves and he's like, yeah, start off by saying like how you saved my life. Like, you know, Nell needs to hear that story. So it's really cute because I don't know. It was just like a meet cute way. And, you know, John was the matchmaker for them. Um, and it kind of came full circle with the season four finale. So that was fun. Um, but then, you know, Dr. Grace comes running up to the table with a box in her hand um, because it's still john nolan's birthday um and she asks if she's missed it and john's just all confused um and she you know says surprise and everyone cheers uh happy birthday um and in the second rewatch of this episode for this podcast or for this episode for this podcast episode um i noticed that like everyone looks happy to be there and tim just looks like disgruntled and like unhappy in every way to be there like his expression is almost like my work wifey told me that i needed to be here and yeah. i really don't want to be i know i noticed that too because like um when they did the like cheers or whatever like the little you know motion with their um drinks like everyone else's smiles were like you like know like big yeah energy. yeah uh, meanwhile he was like the um he's kind of like straight face kind of yeah yeah like the straight faced emoji yeah tim bradford just doesn't like to show emotion and that's just him i guess i just don't know if he was just like probably not in like a party mood he's like i've had one hell of a day yeah i don't really want to celebrate this rookie that annoys the hell out of me (laughs) this rookie that just talks too much yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i get it i would probably be in the same boat as tim but i don't know like you would think that like sitting that close to said work wifey would make him happy 
but they like literally don't know personal space no they don't like they got closer and i was like i mean be louder with your love for each other please i don't think that people all the way in the back of the parking lot can hear you um also dr grace's outfit was amazing and i love it um so then john like makes a speech and you know lucy is of course recording it um and he says that you know he's surrounded by the best people and lopez um and she gives him a like she gives him a look and he's like it's a joke like sorry and that's where we leave off with john nolan and his birthday so now that we got him out of the way i mean we can like kind of talk about jennifer and lopez <laughs> or not not lopez uh what's low Duh. Wow, yeah. Jennifer. Wow. Sorry. I mean, it's the big storyline, but like <laughs> we rewatched this episode in honor of Titus and Jackson West. So, so true. You know, yeah. So true. Sorry, Nolan, but you know, it's, it's <laughs> truth here. Yeah. Um, but we will talk about Tenford real quick. Um, because yeah. they had some good moments. Um, I just love how it's like literally like starting off like sunshine and grumpy like tim doesn't really care about this like award and um he tells lucy like it's a nice thing that'll look good to the higher-ups come like sergeant's exam time but like he doesn't like need it he just you know wants it for that purpose um and i just love how lucy was very much like um it is a big deal I thought you'd be happier about it I planned my emotional day around it like just the fact that she plans her emotional day around Tim is just like such a wifey move yeah I love it it Uh, makes me it literally makes my heart go whoosh inside when I see Jennifer like that yeah and he's still dating Rachel at this time but still it's just like I don't it's just you know like just so just nice and just caring and Mm -hmm. just very Lucy yeah um speaking of Rachel um the next time we see them they're like driving the shop while Tim's driving um and Lucy asks if Rachel's coming um and he was kind of trying to play it off and he's like no like why would I need to invite her and she was like so you asked and she can't come he's like yeah no she's out of town like i just their banter like yeah. so good. um and so lucy said she'll make sure to send uh rachel pictures from the event um they see a guy then like attempt to grab a woman's purse on the street um and they're both like looking over at it like lucy was the one that like kind of um like like saw it, and it out it. yeah yeah um but then Tim was the one that was like swing and a miss <laughs> and like there I don't know if it just is they, like their heads turned at the exact same time and then turned back at the yeah. exact same time. it was just so great well uh, and like their faces like they were just it looks like they were like trying to like break up the serious moment there where yeah. she was asking about Rachel yeah so good for sure um and so, like, they're both um, looking elsewhere, obviously. And then, like, Lucy's, like, suddenly, like, calling out. She's, like, Tim. And then, because there's a car in front of them that's, like, kind of stopped um, in the middle of the street. Um, but it's, like, too late. Like, even with Tim hitting the brakes, they still, um, like, smash 
into it and the airbags go off and like we hear that little like uh like few beats of music and then it like Mm -hmm. cuts to a commercial but then they come back um and gotta love how tim's like first concern is if lucy's okay um i also never noticed this i probably watched this episode like well counting like with like my like with other people that i convinced to watch it probably like five times now yeah um and i never noticed that like lucy also like touched her nose when like she noticed that like tim's nose was bleeding and Mm -hmm. she like did the same like motion that he did i never noticed that before well and she even kind of checked in on him before she like made sure that she was okay yeah it was like total husband and wife move there mm-hmm. yep um and so like they um obviously tim goes and checks on the like citizen in the car in front of them um and tells lucy to get the flares out so she does that um the next time we come back to them they are like I'm assuming the woman had already been um like taken to the hospital and stuff um but like they're like waiting around um to kind of get everything else like processed um and Tim's telling Lucy that like officer involved accidents are very serious um and another officer like kind of is passing by is like someone's getting a day at the beach which means like suspension without pay um Tim's like I could be demoted kicked out of field training and he's like sighing and saying like well no point in taking the sergeant's exam um and this is where um gray and nyla stop by um gray tells tim that it's probably best that he sit out um today of the ceremony and that like he'll need a collision report by the end of shift um nyla was the one to suggest that Tim go to the hospital and do like a full workup to ward off any like liability. Um, and I just like how like through this whole entire exchange, like Lucy's just like concerned look just mm-hmm. remains like the whole time. Like, cause she just wants to help so much and she yeah. like can't. Um, and so the last thing he's like, you know like go switch out our shop um and then just like come by and pick me up at the hospital um and like I like how the camera like stayed on Lucy for a moment to just kind of really you know like because she just looks after him as he's like walking yeah. away to go to the hospital um yeah because she can't do anything in that moment and like Lucy she just loves to help people mm-hmm. um and she can't help him right now um she can look at him though which <laughs> I would do the same thing so fair fair um and so we see like Tim's um kind of like waiting around I guess to be checked out um and like runs into Angela he kind of tries to talk to her but she's too busy (laughs) yeah she's too busy um you know like wrangling Jackson um and so uh Grace finally um comes over and like checks um checks on tim um does the i don't even know what it's called the little light in front of his eyes type thing yeah um and like everything was normal um the ct came back um like negative and um like um 
Grace had said, like, the woman had asked um, for Tim when she first came into the hospital. Mm-hmm. And so uh, her advice to him is, like, okay, well, maybe you should go, like, say something. Um, and so he does. Um, Sarah's the woman. Um, her husband, Mike, I guess, is there. Um, and he's, like, he's very upset. Meanwhile, she's, like she seems like sympathetic towards Tim um like I'm okay everything's fine um but Mike is upset and he like wants to sue um and he's just like just like really on the uh like I was gonna say offensive but it's more like like defensive yeah yeah um and so Tim Tim was very very calm which I applauded him for because I yeah. just, you know because like that would like get like on my nerves if right. someone was like coming at me it's like dude like he already feels bad like and it yeah uh, I don't know well was, and we know how Tim was in season one like granted that was towards the booth sure. but yeah. like you know it is kind of surprising that he didn't like lash out but he already knew that he was in big trouble anyway with it being yeah. an officer involved accident so yeah he just didn't want to make it worse um and so he kind of is just like you know okay I'll like you know leave you guys alone um but he's glad that she's okay um and so it cuts over again Lucy um is in the I don't know like police garage like the place that they fix up the the yeah like the um, repair garage yeah like the auto shop or something um and the same officer that said like the someone's getting a day at the beach is also the one that's working at the garage Mm -hmm. um and is like I'll you know check on the other vehicle when I have time and she's like major like small defending tall even though Tim's like not there but she's just like she's just like no like he's a veteran he's like he deserves your respect like not any of this like bullshit you know it's like she was very much just like defending Tim and being like no you need to like do this now um and I won't do her like quote justice but you guys know if you've seen the episode you know exactly what she says um it's a 12-year veteran apparently he's been wounded five times in the line of duty and um I just don't know how she knows all this. I guess they've been riding together for months and months. Yeah. So maybe it's like somehow come up in like, you know, scenes that we didn't see. Yeah. Uh, it's in the blank space somewhere. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so um, again, another like wife move, like defending her work husband. Um, I just hope that one day we can like remove work from that title <laughs> i mean yeah. i'm like reaching i'm far reaching in that way but but it's very possible because i mean look at angela and wesley like yes yeah. they met in season one got married like you know between season three and four but like it still happened so yeah. i mean well, it obviously very well we know happen. like tim believes in marriage obviously yeah. like he was already married once yeah and he wants kids and lucy's great with kids so yeah just i mean match made in heaven right there like set it up yeah let's do it so anyway 
but um sorry sidetracked um so the 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 office the vehicle um he discovers that the taillights were actually like disabled like manually um and there's also red phosphorus in the trunk too which is like um can be used to like cook mess apparently but can also be used to set fires like arsonists do um and so Lucy's like okay so you think this is like a deliberate thing he's like well I don't really know like what else it could be but that this means that it wasn't like Tim's fault um like this whole entire situation um and so she uh goes to get Tim from the hospital um and tells him about what they found um and they confront Sarah about the vehicle she like maintains she doesn't know anything about it um but they pull um well Mike's last name of Garvey off the um hospital record and uh do a background check on him and so um they find out he's kind of you know like he's a shady character um but Tim's like well I can't do the interview or else he's gonna like you know lawyer up in five seconds not want to talk to him etc yeah. etc um and so lucy does the interview um i think i want to say emily maybe from the rookie rewatch maybe not maybe someone else made a parallel but like it was a similar thing with like um lucy being the one to conduct um the what was the woman's name monica Ochoa like yeah. in the 409 episode yeah. I think yeah it was like Tim couldn't do it because he was too close to it so kind of similar similar thing um yeah and so um she's doing the interview like she's trying to ask questions like if she's if Mike has ever used Sarah's car he's just like abrupt and short with her like all the way through he claims he's like no never use the car did you disconnect the taillights? No. Like, just very, very quick answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have to, like, let him go um, because they don't actually, like, have any evidence, like, tying him, like, that he's the one that did it. Um, and when Mike goes out of the interrogation room and notices that Tim's there, he confronts him saying, like, he's going to sue Tim and the entire department. Yeah. Um, and I love how Lucy was just like, sorry, I didn't get more out of him. Um, and just like comes to like, go stand by Tim. Um, and he's like, no, it's okay. Like he just wanted uh, Mike to be like riled, I guess. Um, so then he would like go and kind like, so he like, since he was getting nervous, then like that would make Sarah nervous, which would make her more inclined mm-hmm. to talk. Cause she's like the easier to crack out of the two, I guess. Um, yeah yeah and so um they go back to the hospital um Sarah finally like kind of uh not confesses but like just admits that like she and Mike have had problems um and that like she wanted to leave him um because he's escalated from like these staged accidents that they would do like for the like fraud or like insurance money yeah um to essentially being a hitman to go like kill some guy's wife for the insurance money and I'm like wow that's a major jump I don't blame her like that'd be crazy like I would want out too um 
And so essentially like they kind of set up, um, I wrote like a sting in here, but that's not like real. It was like really, really quick, really short scene where yeah. it's just like, you see the car um, coming you see like a blonde woman driving um, and like Mike comes up on it and it is Lucy in a blonde wig um and so they arrest him um I will not do the line justice how Eric did it I don't know why it just cracks me up like the nice way yeah like just the three words um just cracked me up and the camera uh goes over to Lucy and she's just looking back at him like "Uh uh-huh like I have to wear this like hello See, like, I can't get it out of my head from the rookie crack video, or maybe it's Chumford crack, where it's, um, you know, like, he says the nice wig boots, she, like, looks over to him, and then it's, like, the Hannah Montana, like, oh, oh, or whatever, like, you know, when it would go from, like, one scene to the next, or whatever, yeah. like, in the show, I just, I can't <laughs> stop thinking about that. Like, and well, it that was my automatic laugh. thought was like yeah. she, she looks like Hannah, like she's pulling a Hannah Montana. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I totally yeah, I forgot about that though in the video. <laughs> um, that's funny. Oh, we had to like, I just want to go like rewatch those. Oh, for sure. Like I do that like every other week. <laughs> I haven't watched them in like forever. I need to though. Like I've heard the audio of the one the rookie crack video like when it first starts and Nolan's like running and the guy is laughing I've heard that audio a few times and I doesn't even like phase me that it's new like visuals it's to me I just picture mm-hmm. Nolan running so yeah. no. um and so we get nice tenford moments um I don't know why maybe it's just because like I don't really see like ceremonies in my other like first responder shows that I watch, but I would have liked to actually like see them get the yes. award. Cause like, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so it's like the like ceremonies done or whatever. I mean, they're still like dressed in their dress blues, um, mm-hmm. like Tim and Jackson and stuff. And I just like how it was like, um, like Lucy was standing across from Tim and was standing across from Jackson but they're still like yeah. all getting photos of you know yeah. each other and and stuff um and Lucy's taking multiple photos as she you know uh makes clear she has to get pictures for Rachel so that's why. but really like, like already over it but really we all know that they're for her like she'll send Rachel maybe a few but like they're all for her Oh, for sure. Well, because, like, the next day, I mean, it's, like, a joking thing, but, like, still, because, like, she's, like, you know, Tim is already kind of catching on as, like, if you make that um, your home screen, you're going to be running the academy training course in a bomb disposal suit. And she's, like, I would never do that. And then just, like, quickly, like, presses a few buttons, turns it around. The fact that he knows her so well to even like suggest that, and she's like, I wouldn't do that. That's so funny. My heart. Um, Yeah. And so it is now her lock screen. Um, Which she was literally so insane for doing that. And I want to know how long she had that as her lock screen. (laughs) Yeah. Like, is it still her lock screen? Was it out for six months? Like, 
this just like oh my god it's just so funny because it's just like it almost like when she turned it back and you could like see it it almost looks like a selfie yeah it's like a close cropped um like photo which is yeah. fine because we wouldn't want to look at his face all day um, yeah. <laughs> so um but yeah and so um like they're kind of just like joking back and forth but he's kind of like you know looks at her again and he's like you know i wouldn't have got, of course he calls it a stupid plaque but you know it's like very tim um yeah. saying that um he's like i wouldn't have gotten that plaque if you didn't have my back today so thanks and the parallel to 111 which is the first time tim says it to lucy but now she's saying it back to him is for what doing my job and so they're just cute and she's like smiley he kind of like looks down and like away and then like they kind of go off I'm assuming to join like the little party that Grace had planned for Nolan yeah um because like we saw like Angela and Jackson walk away because she's like you know like boot buy me a beer um and that like left Chenford to have their little moment but I was just like I need them to drink socially but like just them or like at a bar and not like with every single person that they work with yes or at lucy's apartment and tamara god i love her but like she needs to stay at walpezas or something that night like please (laughs) or they have like had beer on her couch i mean they could even just go to tim's like it doesn't matter where they go just like no interruptions please and no other people there thank you i need that um so yeah but anyway like i don't know it was just kind of interesting because it's just like you know well did like i don't know i just wonder these days like did lucy ever have to like you know buy tim drinks or like you know how i yeah what was it was it just in the one yeah the one that we did last week like the um Tim was like, you know, you're going to buy a round for every um, time it takes to, like, knock down the door with the um, battering ram, and yeah, um, it only took her one time, so then, like, she had to buy, like, him one shot, or, like, you know, are there, like, other little things like that where yeah. she has to, like, you know, do things or buy people things or whatever, like, I don't know. Um, yeah. Maybe that's why they do, like, the pranks to, like, kind of fill that, like, gap in. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know i feel like they do they definitely have pranks but they also have like inside jokes or like okay so you bought dinner you owe me dinner like you know they they kind of like go back and forth with it yeah um yeah for sure i could see that so but yeah so they're just they're you know they're cute and we love them and um i just love tim's little like his like half smile and his like head like dropped down in like the scene that was like cute because yeah he's like bashful with her yeah well he was like trying to be annoyed but then like failed miserably because yeah it's lucy like how could you you can't really be mad at her and i mean tim bradford yes he likes to come off as like a hard ass but really he's soft and you know boyish for lucy chen so yeah of course yeah um and then you know just lucy and tim being 
adorable drinking beer they're like this club they're like this there's right next to each other like shoulder to shoulder like there was no space between them no and they both had the same like expression well i mean i don't know because you can only see like their eyes really or like the top half of their face um but it's just i don't know and just their eyes are looking in the exact same direction just like i don't know how eric and melissa do that (laughs) like all the time with like everything yeah i really loved lucy's outfit in that scene like mm-hmm. random, I know, but yeah, I really yeah, like it. it so, yeah, it was pretty. I also liked Angela's too. So. so, yeah, I love Angela's. Angela's hair was like goals. Like, I wish yeah. my hair could look like that because sometimes I do have that curly of hair, but mine just doesn't doesn't behave like that ever. Same with so. Lucy's. I love when her hair is like loose waves down, <laughs> just like relaxed. Yeah. 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 Is that all for Chenford? I mean, I feel like what more can we say about them with, like, while well, still being coherent about it? Well, yeah, it was just a good episode. It was. Kind of made me forget that, you know, Tim was dating Rachel because even though Rachel was mentioned, it's just like, that was like an undertone. Like, you know, their, their behavior like shines through. So yep yeah yeah so then we had angela and jackson um and jackson's you know up and at him early in the morning and lucy's like is there coffee and jackson says like oh you know it'll be ready soon so he goes back over to see my shirt and lucy's just like no one kept me up all night with the crime scene that he's babysitting and I think I tweeted during the rewatch, I was like, if she didn't finish that sentence of with the crime scene that he's babysitting, it could be taken so differently. Um, <laughs> and so she's like showing Jackson pictures and everything. And apparently no one was blowing up Jackson's phone too. So the OG rookies had a group chat that is no longer going. Um, and yeah, that just makes me really sad to think about like, you know, now it's just Lucy and Nolan texting. Sad face. Carrie has muted me <laughs> to not listen as I'm hurting her. Um, but Jackson like reassures her that they'll get stuck on one soon enough. Um, and Lucy's like, why are you steaming your class A's? And Jackson reminds her that her, him and Tim are getting their commendation today for helping that family last week. So, which we also didn't even see that. Like, I would have liked to either see the ceremony or Tim and Jackson helping the family. Like one of them would have been great to see. Um, And so then Jackson's like, you know, it's crazy that a few weeks ago, like I thought I was getting bounced from the program and now I'm getting an award from the deputy chief. And Lucy is the ever so optimistic and positive friend. And she's just saying like, it's pretty cool how quickly things can change and that, you know, she's happy for him and everything. Um, and Jackson reminds her that Tim's going to be in a really good mood today, too. And Lucy's like, and I'm really happy for me, too. Um, until she realizes that there is no milk, which, like, I I hate that feeling. I've definitely made cereal before where there, you know, like, I don't even think to check if there's milk before. And then I make it and I'm just like, well, I guess it's a dry bowl of cereal. Um and they're just best friend goals like 
just this entire scene i mean the the entire series up until season four like best friend goals um also lucy right when she wakes up like when can tim see her like that when <laughs> like i'm asking for a friend which is all of the rookie fandom i'm pretty sure um <laughs> so then like while at the dish or like you know they go to the district and start their shift um Westlow has their first call um and they're walking up to the car Jackson's like you know my dad's coming in for the ceremony and Angela reminds him that it's not a ceremony but in fact a photo op with the deputy chief and Jackson just rebuttals saying like it's still a big deal to him um and he's proud of this and to which I agree with Angela um that it is a big deal and he should be proud um, so they get up to the front two windows of the car and, you know, the driver's just like, I was just looking down at my phone for a minute while I was, while, while at a stoplight, like I wasn't texting. And Jackson reads the text message that says running late with a bunch of emojis. And one of the emojis was a typo. Um, it was a boat. And that obviously was not like the smiley faces. So they get him on texting and driving. Angela takes his license and registration. And Jackson notices that something's up with the dashboard. And the driver's like, oh, it's nothing. Like, it came that way. And Jackson's like, yeah, okay, sure. So then Angela tells Jackson that the driver is up for searchable probation for 11300, which is narcotics. Um, So they get him out of the car. And Jackson is the lucky one who gets the search at so he immediately goes for the dashboard popping off the air vent um and sees a packaged powder wedged up in there so he says that it's at least a kilo um which means that the driver is arrested so jackson goes or you know he's trying to get it out even though angela's like don't worry about it uh they'll get it when they like take apart the car so then the package pops and white dust gets on his uniform and Angela's like, are you okay? You know, he gets out, wipes his neck, and then he sneezes and wipes his nose. Um, so he's like inhaled the white powder substance. So Angela walks up to Jackson and, you know, he's like the, later on, she meets up with him at the district and he's like, all happy go lucky, says that the arrest report is done. Um, and he says that he has to add the chp 180 um and he's just like amazed by the number 180 and jackson continues to ramble on talking about you know the paperwork and um and he starts talking about like his some brilliant idea so he asks if she's ever thought about how much data they can collect like terabytes and terabytes of data their whole lives and angela's just like focusing in on his shirt and noticing the white powder she pulls him aside into another room and you know she's like she uses her flashlight to like go ahead and look in his eyes just like dr grace did with him um and his pupils are dilated so you know he's confused and you know noticing the same things and he's like oh my gosh i'm high like you know what are we gonna do so then you know she's just like but you didn't do them on purpose um and he just continues to spiral so then gray radios angela asking her to go to another channel um and the minute that jackson hears gray's voice he's like gray knows he knows um mm-hmm. and it's like 
Gray then asks if Jackson's with her. And Jackson's just like, yep, I am. He pipes in. And Gray says that he's going to receive the combination by himself because Tim won't be going to the event. Jackson doesn't even ask, like, what happens with Tim. He's just trying to not be suspicious, even though he is. Um, And he's really not keeping this cool. Like, once Gray gets off the radio, Jackson's like, I'm dead. It's over. And he starts spiraling again. And Angela's just like, we're going to get through this. She takes his weapon. um, Because if he's, he can't have a gun if he's high. So Angela's like, we're going to go to the hospital to get your blood tested. And you need to keep your eyes forward as we leave the station and don't talk to anyone. And he is like dead serious about this. Um, And she's just like, you know, you can talk to me. So um, (laughs) when they're at the hospital, Dr. Grace with Dr. Grace Jackson, you know, just says that the hospital needs some calming music like monks chanting or those whale songs. He is just like going from one extreme to the next. I mean, this kid, like, yeah. So then Angela gives her the rundown of him getting the powder on his face and they needed to find out what drug he was exposed to. Um, The guy that they had pulled over uh, had priors for PCP. So, um, you know, that's a possibility. But Jackson is in the background just like admiring his hands. Like he's in awe Mm -hmm. of them um so then dr grace is like well pcp is a fat soluble um and it stays in your system for a lifetime um and if a police officer can hallucinate it anytime they can't carry a gun so it's basically a retirement for them um and so dr grace is like you know i'll rush the test but before uh she walks away angela is like you can keep this like on the down low right um and dr grace you know reassures her of the HIPAA laws so Angela says that if the test comes back positive she'll of course fill out an exposure form but if it's nothing serious you know they're just going to keep it quiet so then Jackson is seen then talking to Tim who by the way looks like he's having none of what Jackson is saying um but you know Jackson gives him the hypothetical of you know being able to stop crime before it happens and Jackson's like it's a mind-blowing concept um that I've sat with for a few days, which possibly, but I think he sat with it for maybe like an hour or two. Um, so then Angela, you know, just asks him what he's doing there. And, you know, he shuts that down and then he asks them, he asks her what she's doing there. And Angela like goes to answer him, but then she sees Jackson like walking away and she's like, okay, bye. Like I gotta go. Um, and so then later in the episode, Jackson and Angela are back in the district in the copier room. And Jackson just wants to talk to the IT guys um, about his brilliant plan of being able to stop crime before it happens. Um, and Jackson's like, maybe I am high, but these are still solid ideas. Um, and with one look from Angela, Jackson complies and, you know, says that he will stay there and not talk to anyone. So he takes a deep breath, focuses on the copy machine, and then he's like, what if the copier could copy your thoughts? Um, Which, I don't know, that's just like, that's some big brain thoughts there, Jackson. Um, And then, like, my favorite moment of the whole thing. Oh, my favorite is when he goes to the copier to scan his head, like, he literally gets in. Um, 
and I just want to know like how much fun this was for Titus to play like I can just imagine them all like reading the script and just like laughing really hardly um but then Angela like goes in to check on Jackson in the copy room doesn't find him and we cut over uh to him and Nell talking again about his idea of catching crime before it happens um Angela finds him whisks him away um but not before Nell can stop her to talk and you know Nell's just like he's a very insightful thinker um and as Nell and Angela are finishing talking Jackson is in the background doing like some weird pose in the doorway um a little did Angela know that like in season two she was going to be wrangling adult Jackson but in the very near future she could be wrangling toddler Jackson two very different people um so then Dr. Grace comes in or Angela asks Jackson like how he's doing and he's like oh my head is pounding and his throat is on fire um so Dr. Grayson comes in and says that it wasn't PCP or much of anything. It was horse vitamins and caffeine. So an allergic reaction can mimic some of the symptoms that he was having, uh, where it did seem like he was high, but also the power of suggestion did the rest. So ultimately he's fine and he can get his accommodation. So yeah, that's, it was just like that. I don't know. I love the Chenford stuff of this episode. But I think I love that, like, the Jackson and Angela moments more. Like, I feel like we just really got to see Titus and Jackson, like, grow. Kind of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I like, I don't know, it was just, like, fun. Like, you got, like, some drama, like, the comedy with, like, Jackson it was just like one of those like classic like rookie episodes that yes it's just you could just watch it whenever and it's yeah and it works um and we even got nyla and gray which i want more scenes of them please like in season five that'd be fun because like it really just i mean this is like their first kind of like ends up being a heartfelt scene but just like you know because like season four we had you know like pregnant Nyla being all like you know sentimental and stuff um with Gray and so it's just I don't know it's like a fun kind of full circle moment but yes it's tough here um and Nyla comes into Gray's office with an evaluation. It's not due for like months. Um, and Gray's like, well, why the heck do you want me to fill this out now? And she's like, it's personal. Um, he understands that, but he needs to know like why she wants him to fill out her yearly review ahead of schedule. Um, and so she uh, tells him it's for uh, the judge. She's having a custody hearing about Lila. Um, and Gray's like, well, if I'm being honest, I'm not like ready to fast track this yet. But um, he does let Nyla like ride with him uh, in the shop today. So um, that's kind of just to, like kind of so he can see how she is like um, in the field um, and he'll kind of evaluate her that way. Uh, so their first call is a DUI. Uh, it's a young woman they stop. 
um because she's like well I should put walking in air quotes really because she's just like like wobbly on her feet um yeah trying to get to her car um and so Nyla I love how she like does the like um what is it the field sobriety test mm-hmm. um and like tries to have the um girl like follow where her hand is going and then um she you know her eyes like can't do it for much longer and she ends up falling yeah. um uh onto the street and gray and nyla's like expressions are so funny they're just like okay this is how the day's gonna go all right that's fine mm-hmm. um and so they do end up they t- um take the woman into custody um they're like driving the shop i'm assuming back to the station so they can deal with that um when greg gets a call from dominique um his daughter and she's like telling him that he got in or that she got into uh cornell um and he's like oh yeah no of course i'm like happy and you know like excited um but then like once he gets off the phone um he kind of tells nyla he's like well we have settled on uh ucsb for her and so it's like this new prospect is not exactly something that he like expected um to like put a wedge in these like plans that he had already kind of laid out with his daughter um but they can't really talk like more about it because they see a man in the street who is shirtless with a bat um and gray like calls it in um Nyla's the one that kind of talks him down and um convinces him to get into their shop where it's like quote unquote safe um and just like during this whole scene all I can think about is Makia's blooper where she like can't get I'm assuming it's like her it's either her gun or the handcuffs I don't know which uh, like they can't like get out of her like uniform belt and she's like it's not coming out <laughs> like that's the, that's the blooper that's all I can think about whenever I see this scene um yeah but um they're like so they have like both the passengers now they have two um that they're taking into the station they're finally back um I guess they're like putting their things away kind of um and Grace just like well, just move there. <laughs> Apparently, it means to Cornell. Yeah. Um, and it's all the way on the East Coast. Like, it's 3,000 miles away. And I was like, sure, that's not, like, you know, crazy at all. Um, but Gray's kind of like, well, I can always, you know, I can get another job. Um, and so he kind of, like, already is, like, made up his mind in a way about it. Um, although both of, like, their... Um, detainees I guess like seem to kind of side with Nyla um which is funny because she's like the shirtless man with the baseball bat agrees with me let's just let that sit for a minute yeah (laughs) um and so it was kind of kind of a nice moment um and so they don't really like they take the rest or they take both their um uh people in custody they take them in um the poor woman um as they're like in the process of like booking her um 
she had like found out that she had um like breast cancer from a biopsy like earlier that um mm-hmm. day and um so she had like wanted to go to the bar so she could just like forget about it um and so um they like take her um what like her blood alcohol what like they check that level um with the breathalyzer again um because it's been some time and so like she that was like you blew a 0.7 just under the legal limit um so they're releasing her pending the um district attorney review yep so because the woman didn't have you know much luck with tests that day so it's just like you know they're trying to you know give her a break cut her some slack that kind of thing um and it was like a nice I mean like sad moment for the woman but just like that like act of compassion I'm sure from like Nyla and Gray like really helped for sure yeah yeah um and then last little bit for them um Gray's in uh his dress blues to go to the um ceremony and um he didn't get a chance to write up the evaluation but he will get it to Nyla tomorrow and it will be positive um and like I love how she like kind of just like nods and then just like goes into like saying how like he did a great job with his daughter like she wasn't like a super like I don't know it just seemed like genuine like she didn't you know it's like she not that she didn't care about the evaluation but just like in that moment she had this like nice thing on her mind to say yeah um, to him um and because Gray was kind of like oh yeah and her wanting to move you know across the country for me is such a good sign I'm doing a great job um but I was like no like you are because you know like Dominique's like brave and confident and Gray gave her a safe place to call home which is uh what he does for his officers at the station yeah she just hopes that she can become half the parent uh he is and so that's kind of their nice moment and while not how we wrap up the episode that's how we're wrapping up this episode for them I love how it wasn't like it wasn't a clear parallel of like what you had said like the way that he does that for his officers and you know how he's done that for his daughter but it was very much like okay you can see how great is with his family um, whether they're blood or you know just like co-workers so yeah yeah um but that wraps up our coverage of 208 i can't believe that we've done 50 episodes and haven't covered this episode until now yeah but i don't know i think it's yeah, special that it's our 50th episode for sure yeah definitely um so you can find this on twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts uh you can find us individually on twitter as well i'm at jstark 804 and i'm at carrie hyman and we'll be back next week with a new episode um and some of the rookie rewatch ladies to talk about the Brolin evolution um, and the, and the episodes that we're rewatching next weekend with them. Um, so don't miss out on the Brolin rewatch of 117, 212, 313, and 405. Um, we'll kind of just be touching on like the Brolin highlights and um, yeah. yeah, talking about 
the bro TP that we never thought we needed until we had mm-hmm. it. So, and two instances of Plaidford, or yes. well, one instance of Plaidford, I guess, and then Nolan's in Plaid. Yeah, the first one, but yeah, yeah, it'll be a fun time. It will be. Yeah. So, we'll be back next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Go get him, boo.